UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Everyone felt that you guys were doing a good job of following protocols and obviously not having too many positive test results. So from that perspective, I guess, how does that, this, that add to the frustration of this decision to postpone the season? I mean, it's, it's really frustrating because when we, when we first came back, you know, we had a, a strong protocol that Harbaugh put together and we was following that through the, the next two, three months and it went well. You know, we didn't have a lot of positive cases, but we thought it was a good plan that he put together and it kept all us safe. So, I mean, we, we followed the rules and, and things was looking good for us until they postponed the season. Um, not saying the other schools didn't follow the protocol, but I think personally he had a great plan and we executed it at his finest. Next questions from Steve. Okay. Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm doing good. Take us back to uh, a week ago when Coach Harbaugh met with you guys, where you were, how he told you, what, what your, inst your immediate emotions were, and how over the past week your view of everything has, has maybe gone up and down. How, what, what, how has your view changed in the last week? Uh, I mean, I, I can say – when he first broke the news to the players and us, um, it was a real dark day in terms of, you know, everybody finding out that, that it wasn't going to be a season because we had high hopes. We was, like, basically almost – we was into camp and things was going well at some point. And then that, that one day you just felt – like, we just came in the building and felt like something was off. And then he broke the news to us. And then after that, man, it was just a whole bunch of mixed emotions about, like, some, like some of the players, like, crying and some players like thinking like what what what's next um what's the story for them so i mean it was a lot of mixed emotions about what was going on my next question is from isaiah hey nick uh thanks for doing this um you were considering going into the nfl draft uh but announced right before the bowl game that you were coming back and we saw jalen mayfield announced that he was declaring yesterday have you put any thought into what you're going to do and uh, whether there's a spring season or if there isn't a spring season, have you, have you thought you know, any of that process through at this point? Yeah, personally, um, I think about that a lot um, in terms of, especially now because of the season being postponed. But um, right now I'm just going to, you know, stick around and just train for, for a couple of months couple amount of months and then see what it goes from there in terms of me making the decision to the, whether or not it is a, a spring season or not. Um, I think I'll make my decision by then and see where I go from there. Next question is from Aaron McMahon. Hey, Nick, thanks for doing this. Um, I'm wondering what you and your teammates think about um, the NCAA and eligibility for, ne for next year. What are you hoping that they do and are you are you hoping to give everyone another year or what, what's the feeling on that uh we actually you know a couple players like red news about that gaining that year back um i talked i spoke like you know there's not too many older dudes here but you know i talked to guys like carlo quitty and aiden and guys, guys like that chris evans um we talked about that and potentially it might it might be something worth um thinking about and worth you know sitting on in terms of us what we're going to do next year and whether or not it is a spring season or not, um, that's that's a long thought. But I think 
one day we'll sit down, I'll sit down with those guys and we'll talk about it. Next question is from Angelique. Somehow Angelique can't speak right now. I hit on there. Mute. She is. Sorry, I did hit on mute. Sorry, Nick. Um, I have two questions, Nick. I, I was wondering first, did did you sign Justin Fields' petition, and did many of your teammates do that? And also, um, is it physically possible for a football player to play two seasons within within a calendar year, whether it's like eight, six, eight games in the spring, and or ten or twelve in the fall? Uh, personally, yeah, I think I, I signed the petition. His petition that uh, went around and. The second answer to the second question is, uh, yeah, it'll be tough, but I, I think I think it's possible. But um, like I said, you know, being accustomed to football all the time, you know, you face things like that. Um, just just being able to to recovery well and just follow those protocols and staying healthy, I think I think it's possible to. Uh, I don't think it's something that you can't do. Next question is from Orion. Whoops. Hey, Nick, thanks for doing this. Um, if there is no spring season and the season is moved to fall 2021, um, do you think you'd be more likely to, to come back for a sixth year, or do you think it'd be more likely that you would go to the NFL draft this spring? Uh, that's a common question I get asked all the time. Um, not saying I don't have an answer, mm -hmm. but I've really been taking this time to, like, you know, just, just soak in what I can do now and what, what's, what's available to me now. Um, that's a long thought down the road, too. Uh, like I said, just to sit down with the older guys to um, to make that decision, because basically that's what I'm gonna be around next year in terms of if if there is one. But I, I think about that a lot, and uh, I give that some heavy thought every day. I walk into the Schenbeckler Hall, and just just being around the team, you know, you get that you get that think that thinking sensation about just coming back and try to give it one more shot, even if things don't go well, do go well. Um, that's something that I would think about a lot. Next question from Steve Kornacki. Hey, Nick, what were you guys doing as a team? I, I realized things had changed right before uh, everything was called. But what were you guys doing as a team, and what, what are you doing as a team and an indiv individual now? Um, I'm just tell you, like Coach Harbaugh told me, you know, we just, at, at this point right now, we're just getting better at football, you know, doing things that are – That'll help us in the long run. If that's in case like getting accustomed to the playbook or just being better as a football player, um, I think guys just come in like right now, guys coming in and training, just trying to get better as a football player, you know, doing like position work with the coaches, just doing anything that to keep their mind football. Or if they can't get away, this the Schimbach Hall is a place we go to, to to get your mind accustomed to football. So that's how we've been handling coming in every other day and, and doing that. Next question is from Isaiah. Nick, uh, being that you that this one's a two-part question. Um, you've been kind of open over the last couple of years about the things that you wanted to improve uh, from, uh, from your own blocking and everything. Where do you feel like you are in your development going into 
this, and I know there's no season, but going into this fall. And secondly, uh, how have you seen a guy like Eric all progress, uh, particularly since he's put on weight, how much different is he from when he, you first saw him uh, at this time last year? Uh, to me personally, that, that kid's, I mean, that's, that's an amazing kid. Um, off the field, as long as well, as on the field. Um, I never seen no, no tight end like his, like his size and his, his speed frame and, and how the way he approaches each practice. Um, the guy's locked in every, every day. You can tell by the way he practices, um, catches everything. He's fast. He get in and out of breaks. You know, and he's not afraid to put his head in somebody else's face and block. So I mean, that kid is going to be unbelievable in terms of what he can do for this team, and I think he'll do a lot for the team. And I can't wait to see him develop as a player too. Our next question is from Austin Meek. Hey Nick, thanks for doing this. Um, I think James Franklin was on a, a call earlier today uh, and mentioned that he wasn't necessarily upset about the decision that the Big Ten reached, but maybe had some frustration or some confusion about the process that went into that decision and what was communicated to the coaches and the players. Uh, I just wonder if, if you could speak to that, if you know, in, in the week or so since that came down, if you've been able to get some clarity about the process that went into that or if you still have some questions about that. I mean, personally, I still have some questions about that because, um, like, when they made when they came down to that decision, I wasn't quite sure about the reason behind it. I know it's the reason because of COVID and everything like that, but you know, if like I said, if certain teams would have followed like you know the proper like proper protocol for things like that. I mean, it could have ended like a better decision than what it was before, even if it was like the games got cut short down or something like that. But I think if everybody followed a, a proper protocol, things would have been a lot more more better for us to have even half a season of that. Next question is from Aaron. Nick, I, I know you said you signed Justin Fields' petition, but I'm wondering, generally wondering if, if you think the Big Ten can still reverse their decision and, and you guys are able to play this fall, or do you, do you think there's, there's no shot at this point? Um, personally, um, I think Signing that petition could spark something, but um, I honestly don't know. I'm curious myself about can it be reversed, um, if they reverse their decision or something. But honestly, signing that petition, it can spark something to, to get their minds to think like, yo, these players want to play and they, they want to follow the proper procedures to, to proceed on to a season. So, um, any, I mean, anything can happen, and we'll see where it goes. Next question is from Ryan Zook. Hey, Nick, my question is pretty similar to, to Aaron's and, and Austin's, but, I mean, for you personally, do you feel any resentment or frustration with the Big Ten and, and how they handled the, the cancellation of the season? And how closely are you following what, what like, the SEC and the Big 12 and ACC are doing uh, in terms of, of handling the, the falls or plunging ahead regarding the fall season? I mean, um, there – I got a couple of, you know, old friends that plays for those conferences and uh, – I mean, what I've been hearing, they've, they've been basically doing the same thing we've been doing, proper procedures, and they, they're going along with it. You know, they, they're going to test a lot of guys, test a lot of guys positive. Um, if, if, if there is, they're handling it well. And, I mean, honestly, I think we could have did the same thing for our conference as well as other conference. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite frustrating, you know. You know, cause a lot of guys had a lot, of, a lot, like a lot riding on this season coming up. 
and just for it to get shut down, you know, it, it really hurts a lot of like a lot of teammates and, and players. Next question from Zach Shaw. Hey, Nick, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, I'm just curious, you guys are still practicing. I know not everybody's practicing. What is what has it been like? What is the vibe in practice without uh, any sort of scheduled games to play for? And I guess what, what's the motivation like? And then for the players who don't practice, um, I guess what how, how is the team balancing different players having different reactions or practicing, opting out, or not practicing? I mean, the, the goal is just to get everybody in there and be able to, to practice or to work out. Um, I guess I think everybody has been going in there and, and doing everything they could to just to keep accustomed to football, you know, keeping their heads up, you know. It's up to, you know, older guys and some of the, some of the juniors and seniors, such as Joe Millen and the rest of his class, to keep guys' heads up in terms of, you know, not – not feeling bad about themselves or anything like that. But I think, personally, I think that it's better for us to keep doing as we're doing right now, you know, in terms of just being accustomed to football and getting better as a, a football player. We have uh, four more questions for Nick before we're going to jump to Carlos. So after Nick Baumgartner, we're going to shut the Nick um, Eubanks questions down and bring in Carlo. But uh, the next question is from Steve Kornacki. Hey, Nick. Uh, back in March or April, I was speaking with uh, your buddy and teammate, Julius, and, and he said you'd gone home to Florida and thought you'd be back quickly, and, and he, he kept your dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talk about, you know, that, getting back here to, to your life and your, and your dog when you got back here, but also how you guys are supporting each other and, and taking care of each other, the guys on the team. Uh, that's one thing I can say that, that we overcame a challenge, you know, being away from the facility. Um, we always was close to each other, even though it was like through group voice calls or uh, FaceTiming. You know, we all stayed close to each other, made sure everything was right, made sure everything was going well with the playbook, what players was doing to stay healthy, staying fit, and the way they was eating. I think we handled that, that very well in terms of, you know, just coping with each other. And when we got back, it was just something like, it was more like a, all right, we just resumed what we was doing. You know, it wasn't like we forgot about things. But, I mean, honestly, we handled that very well as, as teammates and players. You take care, good care of your dog? Yeah, man. She, she's a whole lot of trouble, but she, she's doing good right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question is for Ethan Sears. Uh, hey, Nick, uh, thanks for doing this. Um, you mentioned a couple times kind of uh, having those conversations with um, Aiden, Quiddy, uh, Carlo about, um, you know, what decision, you know, to make in terms of playing in the spring, playing next fall. Um, I I'm curious uh, just kind of what's what's gone into those discussions and whether you think, you know, the four or five of you will will make the same decision. Yeah, that's that's one thing we, I don't know for sure. I mean, they probably thinking the same thing. They don't know for sure um, what the decision will come down with all of us. You know, I think personally, once one or two guys fall into one plan, I think the others will follow because that's how that's how tight we've been the last couple of years and the last couple of months. And uh, you know, I honestly don't know what the guy those guys are going to do, but I know one thing: like once we come down to one decision and those guys make their decision, I think the rest will follow. 
Next question is from Ed Kingersky. Nick, this has got to be so emotional. Where do you get your strength from? Uh, man, I, I had a meeting with Harbaugh the other day, and uh, man, he just gave me the rundown in terms of how to how to cope with something like this. You know, just just being able to be better as a football player. Um, what can I get better at? There's always something to get better at. And he's been in my ear constantly along with Coach Moore, you know, just being able to keep me going in terms of working out. So as Coach Herb and his lifting staff, you know, just being able to come in every other day and get a lift in and just keep my body up underneath me and, and just keep going. You know, don't 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 feel bad about yourself, about what's going on. You know, everything's not going to stop. Some way or some shape or form is going to continue. Football is going to continue. So you can't sit yourself back a couple of weeks from now and, and, and lose focus of what's going on. All right, our last question for Nick is from Nick Baumgartner. Uh, hey, Nick, good to see you. Um, you mentioned a couple times about, you know, the plan you guys had put in place to go through practices when, you know, you guys got back with the team and got back in June. Uh, and we kind of know sort of what you went through, but can you kind of walk us through just what a day was like during that time, those six weeks, whatever it was, you know, how much more maybe mentally taxing the whole thing might have been, you know, that you guys had to yeah. go through? It, it was definitely, you know, a challenge, but it was something we had to adjust to, you know, waking up early just to get tested and going throughout the whole day and practicing meetings. You know, it was, it was challenging, you know, following protocols, whether you're in the building or not in the building, you know, whether to be safe, you know, who to be around, you know. We gave – some players, like most of us, gave up not going out, you know, just back and forth between the facilities and your home, and, and that's all it was. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't much to, you know – it was challenging for some players and challenging for most coaches, but I think personally we, we overcame that and followed the protocols and knowing up to play or get a chance to play if there was one. All right. Well, we thank you very much, Nick, for uh, participating here today, and uh, have a good rest of your day, and we'll, we'll see you soon. Appreciate you. All right. Well, I know Carlos here, so we'll get – Get to Carlo, bring him up. And uh, we can keep going um, with Carlo. And I think we can start with the same thing. Carlo, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yes. All right, awesome. Um, I guess start with kind of just talking about what it's been like for you the last week since you heard the news um, that the season was going to be postponed. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was kind of just um, something that you had been hearing the whole time and you've been hearing, especially as we approached camp and got deeper into camp, you kind of just kept hearing uh, things that weren't too promising for it. But you, step co you we kept going on our day-to-day -day process of, you know, one day at a time, uh, being thankful that we were able to get as much as we did. And if we were able to practice on a single day, everybody took advantage of that. And everybody was, you know, building up for a season. So uh, you were hearing that news. You were maybe getting prepared for that news. But it still kind of feels different uh, in that moment when you finally are able to hear it. And you're like, wow, this season's really canceled. And that kind of put like a whole different feeling on it than those feelings, you know, that were leading up to that moment. We'll open it up to questions now, and we'll start with Steve. Hey, Carlo, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. 
you've had a lot to go through since since March and and a lot of highs and lows and 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 a lot of wondering and, and a lot of mental challenges and to follow up on a question that Ed had for for Nick what what has what have you leaned on what's gotten you through all of this honestly what's been getting me through is just you know my my whole process that I've kind of been taking this is just kind of a day-by-day process and that kind of even goes back to uh, March and especially when we came back uh, to start our workouts here in June was you know you've been hearing kind of at any moment that the season could be canceled, uh, things could be changed, new rules could be put in place. And it was just kind of just taking it with one day at a time. And I turned off all, you know, my media, I turned off all television just because it was just so negative at the time where it was, you know, college football should be canceled. Kids should not go back to classes. Everything should be canceled where I was just, you know, thankful day by day. We got to wake up. Okay. It was Monday morning, they let us work out. Let's go work out. Tuesday, you didn't know it was going to happen, but you woke up. They let us work out. We just kept on pushing. It was just kind of building upon those days of, are we allowed to? Can we? And once they said we could, you know, go out and attack it. And that was kind of uh, a whole mindset I think a lot of us were taking, especially uh, when August started, even though we had a really short camp was, okay, we're here. First day of camp. Let's, let's give it all we got. And then we'll see. You know, because we were kind of prepared, especially during camp, and there have been a lot of talks was, uh, is it going to play? Can we do pads? But, you know, just a whole day-by-day process has been kind of my mentality, and now kind of the same thing going forward with kind of where we're at right now in this position. You know, what's next? Uh, They're aiming for a spring season. Take it day-by-day process until we build to get there. Thanks. Uh, Ashley? Hey, Carlo. Um, I know in the past you've talked about how excited you were to be able to come back with this group of starting defensive linemen, have another year under your belt together. Um, but with the season moving to the spring, obviously we saw Jalen Mayfield make his decision yesterday. I'm wondering if you've had time to think about whether you would want to play in a spring season, if that ends up coming to fruition, um, and just in general you know, all three of you, I think, have some major decisions to make. So what has that been like for you, Aiden, Quiddy, to go through this now together? Yeah, uh, like, that's definitely something that uh, I was super excited about. And I think all of us were really excited about, especially, you know, when, once we kind of got back here in June and we were like, man, I miss you. You miss everybody for so long getting that time off. And it was like, let's get ready. Let's get back to work. And when we got into camp and you could just kind of feel it just the way we were going, the way we were attacking things. And uh, you just felt everybody was coming together early in camp uh, and you didn't have to wait for it. And being able to play, you know, with Aiden and Quiddy again, uh, people on this entire defense, the guys we have on offense, is definitely something that a lot of us were excited for. Um, and, you know, right now people do have to make those decisions for themselves about what's best for them. And uh, you support your teammates in that decision because that's what you want. You know, we all go through this process together. It's long, it's, it's tiresome, and it gets grueling. But we're all trying to get to the next stages uh, in this, in our careers. And, you know, you support your teammates like that because you know – what people have gone through. So we're all excited and happy for Jalen. And, you know, personally for me, it's, you know, spring, what's coming up and do, 
I, my mindset and where the way I'm focused is what's next. And that's spring for me. I'm focused on spring and hopefully being able to get that opportunity, you know, with Quiddy, with Aiden and uh, a bunch of the guys that we still have on this team. Brandon Brown. Hey, Carlo. I'm, I'm curious if you've seen this whole situation uh, affect guys differently, you know, veteran guys like yourself, Nico, uh, Quiddy, who are getting ready to gear up for your final go round, and then the freshmen who are just trying to get started, uh, guys like Chris Evans who missed last year, Stuber and Ross who were hurt last year. Just have you seen this thing affect different groups of guys differently, and how have you kind of, as a leader, you know, trying to trying to help guys get through it? Right. I, I, we're all a lot of us are all at different stages in our careers. I know a bunch of uh, us seniors and fifth year guys. Uh, you know, this is kind of that year you want. This is the year you anticipate. This is the year you think about. So, you know, having the season get canceled, I know I can speak for me personally. It definitely really it affected me a lot just because this was, you know, kind of putting everything that you put in, you know, not just this this year, especially, but the years prior to, you know, getting to this point to really showcase kind of everything you got. And then the added uh, uh, emphasis of, you know, this could be it. This is your last year. Um, definitely, you know, it affected me, uh, you know, pretty, it, the news was, you know, pretty devastating just because this is everything you put into going into this year. And I'm sure I wouldn't be wrong to say that for a lot of us other, you know, fifth year guys and some of our, uh, our senior guys, and just being able to play that one last year with your teammates is something that's very special. Um, you know, I think my mindset, I would you know look at this a little bit differently if I was uh, you know, maybe a younger guy, just get in. We've been taking it as a huge opportunity. And that's something I've been trying to, you know, talk to, you know, some of our freshman D linemen that we have right now where guys, I, I know this sucks. And I know this is not what you envisioned, how your first camp, how your first season would go. None of us really did, but it's a huge opportunity right now to just gain, gain more knowledge on the defense, gain more knowledge at your, at your skills, at your craft, more time to perfect your craft because those guys come in and it's, they get thrown right into it. You know, they come in, it's right at camp time and they got a lot to learn. It's time to go versus now it's, you got to do some things with us. You got to do some, you got to see a little bit of camp, but now you, you, you can gain on that. And if it's in the spring, if it's in the winter, you guys will be a whole year prepared. So it's just using this, this time that you have to, to your advantage. Aaron McMahon. Thanks for doing this, Carlo. Um, the Big Ten's drawn some criticism for the way it kind of postponed everything a week after they you know, ruled out the schedule. And I'm wondering if you think there's anything that the Big Ten could have done differently with, with regard to the postponement. Um, I think, you know, I know they definitely got a lot to think about. And I know there's, you know, there's so much more that, uh, that we – like at this level, don't even know all the things that they had to talk about, all the things they had to cover. Um, it's, you know, it, it's the decision that they had to make. And uh, I just, you know, that's kind of just where we're at right now. You just got to live with it. Um, yeah, it, it does. Uh, you do kind of get a little hyped up because you do get to see that schedule and then your, your mind's on it and you're like, all right, let's go. This is our, this is our schedule. You love your schedule. And then uh, it, you know, it, it, it is pretty devastating to have hear that news you know, shortly after, but that's the decision they had to make. And, you know, we're just here right now. We just got to see how we're going to respond to whatever's thrown at us next. 
John Neo. Carla, thanks for taking time. I'm curious as you see some of these other conferences still going ahead so far, what your thoughts are on that? I mean, do you think they'll play? Do you hope they play or don't play? And, and I guess, can you even imagine what it would be like this fall to watch SEC football or whatever on Saturdays if you're not playing? Yeah, that is that is something that, you know, you definitely think about. And, you know, that's one of the things, you know, I was just curious about that was in the, uh, the Big Ten's the, uh, decision to, you know, cancel the season or at least postpone it for now was I just wanted to know what, you know, information that we have that, you know, was different uh, that maybe some of these other conferences currently don't have right now. Just as you see some other conferences going forward and playing, um, we're not playing. I just, you know, I hope that all the information is being uh, distributed and talked about throughout the conferences. Just, you know, not just for football reasons, just for safety. Because uh, if we're canceled, you just want to make sure that players uh, in the remaining three Power Five conferences are also being uh, as safe as well. And one more for me, just in terms of you guys were all making sacrifices. You guys have all talked about what that was like. But as students come back to campus, is it is it frustrating to see maybe others not taking the same precautions you guys are going through? And is there any resentment from players, athletes that look you guys aren't helping? I just think, you you know, you just got to be as safe and as smart as possible as you can with this. And I think we got to see just how fast, um, you know, life can kind of change uh, quickly. You know, we've seen that with football, with the Big Ten making their ruling, the, the Pac-12 making their ruling, and kind of how your whole way of life kind of gets changed and reshaped. And then we kind of see that right now, I think, with North Carolina, with like um, all the students coming back, you can kind of see how fast and how infectious, you know, this disease can be. So just, you know, when school starts and it's just, you know, we've been trained and we've been disciplined uh, very well and very quickly here at football just because this is our way of life. And we knew that if we wanted to play, you had to be as smart and as safe as possible that you can. You had to keep your distance. You had to wear your mask. And those are our two best defenses that we have talked about here just with the whole team that, you, you want to be as safe as possible. And it's, it, you got to remember that it's not just protecting yourself. It's we're more concerned about getting other people, you know, infected. And I think that's what is always on the back of our mind where we're not just trying to keep ourselves safe. We're trying to keep our, our teammates as safe as possible. And that's just one thing you, you know, you just got to remember when, you know, school starts and I'm sure they're going to be doing their best to you know, uh, put some of those rules in place, but you got to take that extra step of, you know, what you do when, uh, you're not at the building when you're not uh, when you're not being uh, under the, you know, the structure that you're used to being under. Next question from Isaiah. Hey, Carlo, uh, on the field question, and I know things are obviously not quite uh, the same given that you're not uh, preparing for a game or uh, and the practices have been a little bit different than they would normally be about this time of year. But is anyone really stood out to you or impressed you uh, once you were able to start hitting the field again, uh, whether they be younger players or veterans, particularly in the defensive line unit? I mean, the, the this freshman class that we have, and I, I don't want to sound like – I can't name specific players, but I think it's just a good thing just to just give this whole freshman credit the praise that they deserve um, just because there's so many players – 
in this freshman class that are are hit i mean when we were going we were going i mean you can just see it these guys they get this stuff early and one big thing about them is you know they've taken this whole thing uh this whole process everything that's going on and they've just attacked it i mean they've bought into our whole culture our whole system that we do here and you can see that uh these guys just want to learn but i mean one of the biggest things that was just exciting was watching you know we only got to do a few couple you know competitive team periods seven ons 11 on 11s but you can just see it early like there's so many players in this in this freshman class that they're going to be uh, very good players for Michigan. I, I mean, probably even early on. I can you just see it. These guys are phenomenal players, but they're just good people, and that 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 translate translates so fast over into the field. And you can just you know, I'm excited for these guys, and they get this extra opportunity to even get better. Is kind of like it's it's going to be unfair. I mean, these guys get this extra training time from the point where they were already at, it's going to be ridiculous. Next question from Zach Shaw. Hey, Carlo. Um, one interesting angle with this is, is how involved the parents have been. Uh, you know, I know, I know Michigan parents released a letter calling for a reversal in a meeting with Kevin Warren. And then I think Ohio state, Iowa, uh, Nebraska, a few other schools have gotten involved as well. What is, what is the team's reaction to that? I don't, I don't I mean, you know, certainly it's a controversial decision, but what do you, what do you and the team think of the parents getting this vocal about it? Um, you know, I, I don't, I haven't had a full, you know, discussion with a bunch of the team about uh, how they've, how we really felt about that. Um, but I know personally, you know, I'll speak for myself. I know my mom has definitely really just been a really big advocate for, you know, wanting to hear the decision and, you know, I totally back my mom because I know she backs me and she's using, you know, her voice to kind of, you know, speak for how we feel. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to see, you know, that you have that support and that's just that love and the bond that you have between your family. And, uh, it's, it's awesome to see, uh, my mom and some of these other parents uh, really just kind of push forward and try to just get answers. Cause I think a lot of us right now are, and I know this is how I feel. It's, you know, we're kind of in this limbo of like the season was canceled, but there hasn't been no explanation. There hasn't been no talk. There's been no discussion um, about it. And, you know, it's a huge decision. This isn't just guys playing football. This is, this is guys' lives. This is guys, you know, passions. There's coaches. This is, this is their jobs. Um, and this is how, this is how guys want to change their lives and how people want to change, you know, their family's history. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot bigger than just, you know, guys playing football. This is, uh, some people's last opportunity, um, to, you know, to ever even put on pads. So, I think a lot of us, and I think what the parents are doing is great because we're just trying to get clarification. Um, we kind of just uh, last week heard it was canceled and there hasn't been no discussion, no why uh, this is where we're at. This is what we see. Um, and I support the parents and what they're doing. Next Cause they're question. just trying to get the answers that we want. Next question is from Steve. Carlo, did you go back to Colorado at some point in time uh, during all of this? 
Yes. So I went back to Colorado pretty much um, right back in March when this whole thing was uh, going down and uh, school was canceled and or school was moved to online and spring ball was canceled. So I was able to go home and be home for a really good uh, chunk of time during this whole thing. You guys, I imagine, stayed in touch when you were here or or there or or away from here. Talk about what the support of your teammates and your and your best friends on the team has meant to you, and maybe it might be a specific example of that that maybe touched your heart. Uh, you know, one of the um, are you referring to when I was back home or any in, in either case, either when you came back to Ann Arbor or or when you were in Colorado, it, whichever means the most to you i think one of the things that i cherish a lot here is um yeah i my my best friend on the team is quinn nordine and just being able you know it did suck to you know be away from you know kind of i mean we're kind of glued at the hip like we do everything together so it just sucked having to you know be away for so much time and you know this is the time that yeah, unfortunately that we won't be able to get back and you know you look forward to you know your senior year for me and him it's our two it's our fifth years together and you miss out on some of those things that you know we had wanted to do and uh it it's unfortunate but uh it's you know we were able to build our bond in a different way and you know strengthen whatever we needed to whatever we have you know uh, in a different way, just because we had to do it over FaceTime, you had to do it through text, you had to do it through calls. So even though it didn't look like how we planned it to be, um, you're thankful for, you know, what you were able to do during that time. Thanks, Carl. We have uh, three more questions, and we're going to start with uh, Austin. Hey, Carlo, thanks for doing this. Uh, so we've heard a lot of different things uh, about the risks of COVID-19 for people in your age group and you know, potentially uh, some long-term complications that can arise from that with heart issues and things like that. And I'm just curious how you process that information for you personally, when you thought about the the risks and rewards of, of trying to come back and play football this year. Uh, you know, personally for me and just kind of how I've always, you know, you, you when you play football, uh, there's definitely, uh, and that, you know, I, I raised a little bit differently just because uh, my family, uh, we, we're just a football family and uh, it's kind of in our blood, it's in our DNA. And you learn in an early age all about football and you learn all about the good things and you learn about the things that you got to sacrifice and the things that can come along with it. And that's just, you know, where my mind was at, and where my heart truly is, is that's just, you know, one of the things that you kind of take on when you play, you play this game, you know, you're used to making this, the hard sacrifices. You're used to doing things that are a little bit different. And, um, there's, there are ways to keep yourself as safe as possible. There's ways to, uh, to, you, to help yourself prevent and even fight this virus. And that was something I was prepared to do. Um, it, uh, I'm in a position where, you know, you're used to kind of being in this position. So it really wasn't something so new to me. And I really wasn't really looking at the risks um, just because you know, I, it's something I don't like to do. Um, but I was ready to make that sacrifice. If the season was to go on, that was something I was, I was willing and ready to do just because that's kind of been my whole 
upbringing that's been my whole way of life. Uh, when you play football, you know, and this is just for me personally, I'm not speaking for anybody else, of course, but this was just one of the sacrifices when I looked at it that came with it. And um, I was ready to fight and combat uh, this virus any way I had to, to make sure I was able to play football and to play football safely and protect all, all my teammates in doing so. Next question is from Ryan. Hi, Carlo. Is it concerning for you at all that players in your situation in the Big Ten and Pac-12 might be at a, at a disadvantage compared to players in the SEC and some other conferences that could still get a chance to play this fall and, and maybe improve their stock and get more eyeballs on them this season? Um, you know, that's definitely something that you think about just because um, obviously every player wants fresh film, every player wants new film, and Right now, we don't have that shot, and it looks like other conferences will. Um, so it's just, what are you going to do in the meantime? I think one of the worst things to do would just be not to do anything. Um, and that's something that we're not doing here at Michigan. We're, we're doing things. Uh, we're trying to keep things as routine as possible. Uh, so they might be able to play games, but that, that's just that's what they do on Saturdays. We're, we can still, you know, be able to improve our, uh, our craft, work on our plays, work on our skills. Just got to do it a different way. You might not be able to, it might not be televised on Saturdays. You might not get to play in games, but right now you have a whole opportunity for these next um, couple of months to, you know, just improve without having to, you know, hit nobody, put no real wear and tear on your body. Um, it's how I kind of look at it, um, just because they might be able to get the games in, get plays, uh, and get televised. There's still opportunities for us here to just do it in our practice field, continue to work on our craft, continue to work on our plays, because at some point there's got to be a season, there will be a season, and if we build on this stuff, keep continually doing this stuff, we'll be a really well-prepared team when that time comes. Our last question is from Angelique, or I'm guessing the last two-part question. Yeah, you're right. Um, Carlo, just piggybacking on, on John Neo's question earlier, uh, what, what will it be like for you to watch, assuming these other conferences go forward and play, what, what, what do you think your emotions will be like watching other, other guys your age playing football when you're not? Uh, if, they, if, they, if they do play, I, I – do anticipate it'd be something that would just kind of be kind of weird just to just be sitting on Saturdays and you're just kind of watching other teams play. Uh, I probably feel sad at some point. Um, cause that's definitely something you want to do, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'll take it. I, I process things a little differently. I, things don't really hit me until, um, until later I'm still, you know, trying to figure out emotionally how I feel about this kind of news that we got. And that was over a week ago. Uh, I don't think that's really hit me yet. And it probably will hit me when you get to see other teams playing, if that does happen and they're playing on Saturdays and are they playing and they get a conference championship game and you know, that's way down the road, but I, I anticipated feeling something, you know, a little bit weird. Uh, waking up on Saturdays and not getting prepared to uh, go play a game, especially waking up uh, to go play at the big house would uh, feel pretty weird not doing on a Saturday. 
And Carlo, I, I asked Nick this too. I, did you sign Justin Fields' petition? And, and I'm curious, do you feel like, I mean, we've talked a lot about with the parents, what your parents <coughs> are doing right now. Do you think the players should have had a more active role? Should they have had a bigger say and, and not now with a petition? But, you know, do you think, and, and as a player rep, I mean, what, did you have any say when you were on that conference call with the commissioner? Well, it, you know, it's a tough situation just because um, st it, it, this has been one of the battles, I think, for so long, even before I was, you know, born, even before I was playing, uh, you know, high school football was, you know, giving college athletes uh, a voice to voice their opinion. And I think, you know, that's something maybe that could have been done, uh, you know, a long time ago, uh, maybe done uh, – with more athletes, maybe done more collectively. There's a lot of things that I think could have been done. Uh, Cause I, I mean, this is something, this is what we do. This is what we train for. This is our passion. This is what we love to do. And I think being able to just hear and listen to what people have to say, not just in sports, but just in anyone else's career that you're trying to affect. I think you got to hear from the people. Uh, that's kind of like the same thing with, with any other profession. If you're going to affect someone else's livelihood, I think it's really important that you hear from them. Um, and I personally, I do wish that we could have been heard. I think there was some great efforts to try to get that done. And I think people did go to good lengths to try to hear from their student athletes, but it's just, it's just a tip and you're, you're hoping that more can be done in the future that, you know, you want to hear from us, uh, do, do student athletes want to play? Do they not want to play? And I think that should really influence the decision a little bit more. Um, and then hearing kind of how we feel right now is kind of where I go back to kind of this limbo that we're in. The decision was kind of made and I think we're just expected to just go along with it. Like that doesn't affect anyone else's career. That doesn't affect no one's livelihood. Um, Cause a lot of things change once you do that. And I don't, I don't really think that was t took into consideration how a lot of this stuff gets affected going forward um, and hearing kind of how we feel right now um, might be something, you know, that could be looked at, but. Did you sign the petition? Just curious. I didn't, I don't know how to sign the petition. <laughs> I didn't see the, I honestly didn't see the petition to be a hundred percent with you. Well, it's still on there. You can still sign it. What, where is it? It's I, if you get on Twitter. Are you familiar with Twitter with social media, Carla? That's the that's the problem. I, I don't I don't have Twitter, so I miss a whole bunch of this uh, all this stuff. I bet you someone can help you out with that. But but that's you know that's one of the things that I look at now is um, however many votes that has, and you can see just even putting the petition out that. There's, pro there's people that want to play, and there's people, I think, that are willing to accept or take on that risk that we call talked about earlier to, to be able to play. Um, however many votes it has, it doesn't matter how many there is, but it shows you that people in the Pac-12, uh, is it just for the Big Ten? If it's just for the Big Ten, it shows you that athletes want to play and people want to play football, and um, I think – hearing that and listening to that. I, and I do think there was a way that, that this all could have been done. Um, Cause you, you take, uh, I'll speak for football. You got 150 people on a team, you've got your staff and you, you take them. That's 150 people. 
versus a, a bigger and a larger number of people. I think, I think there is a way that, you know, this whole thing could have been, could have, that's how I personally feel. I feel like this could have been done and we could have played, but that's not where we're at. Thank you for listening to the umgoblue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for umgoblue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.